looking for fucking weird clowns, just look no further than my DMs, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite emoji and insult has become the clown emoji to everyone and anyone on the internet. Have you seen that one fucking tweet? And it's like, um, the best insult of all time is like, who's this clown? Because it implies that one... They're a clown, and two, not even one of the better known clowns. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Guys, welcome to Paranormal. We're back. We're back, and I'm Nicolina. And I'm Marie. And we're your co hosts. Cl- I was gonna say the, the clowniest. We're just something. Cl- clowning around. around. <laughs> With Lunette and Molly. With Lu- oh, the clown and her dolly. Like- <laughs> so. We're setting this, we're setting the, the mood. Theme. Yeah, the theme for this episode mm-hmm. happens yeah. to be uh, phantom clowns. Yeah, guys. crazy clowns, crazy fucking clowns. Well, it too just came out. Yeah, and I went and saw it. Yeah, and I love it. I love you. It. Loved it. I loved it. I love it. it. Like I love the the franchise. I guess you could call it. Even though yeah. there's only like two movies and the original, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the book. So, okay, yeah, I love the franchise. And um, and we decided that it would be a good time to talk about, yeah, crazy psycho clown stories. Naturally. So, here we are. So, here we are today. We're also talking about real-life clowns today, too. Like, the like, ones that go into your DMs or... Or your life in, in general. Your life in general. Kill me. We all have those clowns. They kind of disappear and reappear. Like phantom. Like phantoms as well. (laughs) Fucking whatever. Uh, (laughs) um, Uh, You guys are really lucky. You guys got two episodes like one week after the other. Yeah. Congrats, guys. A lot of content, guys. I'm happy for you. Okay. (laughs) Also, really quickly wanted to thank everyone that wrote nice reviews for us after our last Uh, episode. I know. I kind of like felt like when the discouraged, like someone was like, this sounds, you guys sounded really discouraged. Like, yeah. we were just, we were just a little depressed, but right. not fully discouraged from continuing on. No. We just needed a moment to feel our feels. Speaking of clowns, we had those awful reviews, and yeah. then we got your nice reviews. Yes, thank you for yeah for that. It means a lot that to us. That was sweet, yeah. Um, and makes us better hosts, because we are... Yeah. Willing to work hard for your affections. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, do we want to do horoscopes? Yeah, let's do that. I'll do yours first. Okay. Your you should probably turn your phone on silent. Yeah. I don't think we can hear it, but it's on silent. Okay. So. It's silent. Um, okay, Leo. Okay. There's too much information being broadcast at you right now, so it's no wonder that you're feeling a little bit confused about important issues. If you're looking for total clarity on any single thing, then you might have to tone down your expectations. If you think laterally and look at just the facts, you will get closer to the truth. Ignore arguments based on negative things like fear or suspicion. Consider the source. Be skeptical when things are presented as being black or white. And then this part says, take heed If that person is married, dating someone else, or newly out of a relationship, then they are off limits. Don't even go there because words mean nothing. You will get hurt if you pursue this. Better to be alone than play second fiddle to anyone. Yeah, so this horoscope is like disgustingly accurate for me. Jesus. I'm actually like speechless right now. Yeah. Oh my God. Like nauseating to be honest with you but it was a kind of a nice like thing to read because it was like a reminder that like how I'm approaching things is probably the best method and that I'm not you know missing an opportunity or something you know um and yeah all this information that's kind of I think I should just be like dealing with it and lit and like just just taking it passively and just riding the wave and yeah. not making any major decisions. Um, right. And I honestly think that that's advice. That should be advice for everyone. That that last part, like, I feel like a lot of people forget 
that that like yeah is a thing and and people like will like be like oh yeah this person just broke up with this person like I'm gonna start dating them and yeah. it's like okay they can't have just like gotten no. over that person in a a, a week okay. like let's just be honest here um, oh, and no one needs that kind of baggage in their lives oh my god no not at all so. well that was dead on I'm surprised yeah. yeah yeah crazy all right doing yours okay obsessing too much about getting to the next rung of the corporate ladder is not going to help you get to it any faster than you should. These things take time. So today you need to stop worrying about so much about what will happen at your next review or if you will get the, that big promotion. Just focus on the day-to-day stuff. Do your best every day and you will be rewarded. Trust in that. This new point of view will help you relax and have a better time at work. Okay. Um, I mean... I'm, I don't really worry about promotions. Promo- like, not that I, like, eventually it would be nice, but I'm still pretty recent in my role. Like, yeah. I've only been in my new, my role now for a year. Yeah. Um, but I have, like, slowed down a lot at work recently, and I started, like, basically at really? my job, we can, like, we assign certain things, like, okay, today these are all the things I'm going to get done type thing, and you can set them like months in advance you can be like on fucking december 5th i'm doing these 15 things or whatever um and i guess i had just kind of loaded everything on myself and i've really started tracking how many items i've been putting on my calendar every day whereas before i wasn't really watching that okay um so that i'm never overwhelmed now Mm. and i actually got so much more done that way instead of Spending half my time stressing about right. how much I had to do. Right, right, right. Um, so, I mean, like, yeah, that's good. I did that too today, yeah. to be honest with you. I feel like it's Virgo season and people are hard at work. Yeah. And, like, it's just September and people are just getting back into the swing of things. Yes. So they're, like, very just the calendar and work. Yes. Efficient work focus. Like, yeah. trying to get their shit in line. Right. The summer felt really lazy. I don't know why. My summer felt really lazy. Yeah, my summer was lazy. Um, I didn't do as much as I wanted to do, and um, but I like I did get to go up north a few times and stuff. Like that was fine. But I just mean at work, I was like fucking oh. lazy as hell. Same. Sorry. Same. Like everyone around me was super lazy too. It was. I don't know. Yeah. Why. Same. I definitely was pushing things off a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, ugh, I'll do this later. Ugh, I'll do this later. I also booked off every other Friday of the summer. Yes. And I was like, I don't care. I have the vacation time. I'm going to do it. I don't care. Um, I think it's because it was a late start to summer, too. So it was like, okay, we've been working our asses off for, like, way too many months this year. Jeez, I know. There was, like, no nice weather until, like, July. Brutal. So, yeah. Um, Okay, cool. All right. Well... I Let's guess we can hop right into it then. Hop right into the Phantom Clown episode. Yeah. So this episode, I am going to um, basically decided to um, talk about two separate kind of um, eras of Phantom Clown appearances. And so I'm going to talk about the um, era, which was in the 1980s, where there was a lot of hysteria over these Phantom Clowns. And then um, Marie is going to talk about more present day events and like things that happened after that and how um we're currently kind of uh dealing with these phantom clowns that are appearing um so the um where i got my information was an excerpt from the creepy mystery of the phantom clowns by brent swanser published on mysterious universe so if anyone actually wants to read the entire um, thing they can go on there and uh, read it for themselves, but I'm just gonna tell it to you now anyway. So bam, bam, bam. yeah. Um, so towards the end of the 20th century, clowns experience a shift from the role of entertainer to something more akin to nightmares, a transformation on TV and in movies from fun characters to villains, and indeed most people regard them as at least creepy, if not downright horrifying now. In fact, the fear of clowns is so pervasive in our, in our society that there is even a name for it, chorophobia. Yet sometimes it seems that these disturbing figures that inspire so much dread in so many people have a way of somehow stepping out past the bounds of our imaginations and appearing out in the real world. 
In many locations throughout the United States and even across the pond in England, there have been reports of mysterious phantom clowns that seem to appear without warning or reason to terrorize locals before simply disappearing without a trace when their mischief is done. Um, perhaps the most, sorry, perhaps the most um, mysterious and infamous incidents involving phantom clowns was in 1981 when the city of Boston, Massachusetts was held under siege by the bizarre sudden appearance of what appeared to be a cabal of individuals dressed as clowns harassing small children, a case which was well documented documented by cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman in his book, Mysterious America. This horrific, unsettling series of phantom clown appearances started in May of 1981, when Boston police began to receive numerous reports that mysterious men, brightly dressed up as clowns, were riding around in a dark van, following or driving up to elementary school children and attempting to entice them to follow or go along with them. That's literally terrible. Like, what would they have done if a kid actually got in the car? I know. Like, what? The- anyway, sorry. In some cases, the clowns were said to use candy or toys to help lure the children. And in one particularly creepy account, one of the clowns in question was said to be dressed as a clown from the waist up and completely nude from the waist down. Ew. At around the same time, mysterious clowns were also seen in the nearby city of Brookline where they were said to drive around an older motel black an older model black vans with ladders on the sides, a broken taillight and missing hubcaps and were most frequently seen in the vicinity of elementary schools. The reports and complaints filed concerning clowns harassing children became so persistent and provoked so much profound unease in parents that investigative counselor Daniel O'Donnell of the Boston Public School District sent an urgent memo to all the schools and the district saying, it has been brought to the attention of the police department and the district office that adults dressed as clowns have been bothering children to and from school. Please advise all students that they must stay away from strangers, especially ones dressed as clowns. Oh, Jesus, no shit. Before long, this flap of clown sightings had spread out to various other surrounding areas, including East Boston, Charlestown, Cambridge, Canton, Randolph, and other cities near Boston. The report steadily gained momentum until sightings of creepy or evil clowns were coming in from all over New England and the Midwest, including as far away as Nebraska and Colorado. While most of these reports described a similar story of clowns driving around in a black van at night trying to entice or lure children, a few of the reports deviated from this and indeed had a more ominous overtone. In one case, a clown in a bright yellow van and wearing a black shirt with a devil picture on the front, as well as black pants with candy canes on the sides, was said to have threatened two young girls with a knife in Kansas City on May 15, 1981. The incident was witnessed by the mother, who although she didn't see the actual clown, said the girls approached the van only to come away screaming in terror as the vehicle sped off. By noon of the very same day, the yellow van clown would go on to feature in over a dozen additional sightings of apparently the same individual and vehicle prowling around a total of six elementary schools. And these reports would pour in until about 5 p.m. that evening when they suddenly just stopped. Another report at around the same time from Kansas described a psychotic clown wielding a Japanese-style katana, sword, and threatening children to get in his van. While the clowns were mostly reported near schools or where where children congregated, there was at least one creepy report of a clown lurking around a Brooklyn cemetery. Joining these mystery clown reports was another bizarre account from June of 1981 describing three people dressed as Spider-Man, a gorilla, and a clown who tried to abduct a boy in Arlington Heights, Pennsylvania. Oh my god! There was also reportedly a person dressed as a rabbit who was allegedly going around harassing children as well, just to make the case even more surreal than it already was. These reports were wildly cir- widely circulated in the local news and school district memos and in Providence, Rhode Island. The reports of sinister clowns were well on the radar of psychiatric sco- social workers counseling the city's youth. Police, for their part, went about investigating numerous entertainment 
outfits featuring clowns, such as birthday clown businesses, but no arrests were made, nor indeed any suspects detained for questioning. In fact, not a single useful lead was turned up regarding the identity or whereabouts of the clowns. In the end, no children were actually kidnapped or injured during any of these alleged incidents, no suspects were apprehended, and it was surmised to be merely some sort of mass hysteria or overactive imaginations on the part of the young victims, even though such reports were coming in from all over the place, and the eyewitnesses encompassed all age groups. Other ideas um, about at the time were that the reports originated with some sort of demented cult or human trafficking group, but no evidence has ever surfaced to this effect. It was also suggested that the clown sightings were perhaps simply imaginary manifestations of the subconscious fear that was rolling around, um, rolling about due to the release of Stephen King's novel It. No. Um, with its famous clown character Pennywise, but these sightings were were happening five years before the book and the movie were ever okay, released. Okay, see, there you go. So, in the absence of any developments, the case eventually closed, but while the mystery clown flap of 1981 is probably the most famous and intensely concentrated among the sightings of these insidious figures, it is by no means the only instance of the phenomenon of phantom clowns. And indeed, such entities have been sighted all over the United States, from the East Coast to the West, up until present day which Marie will now go over. Okay, so, get ready. So, in 1991, or sorry, in 1990 and in 1991, the Phantom Clown reports came back with a vengeance from many areas, but such cases have continued up into recent years as well. According to the Wisconsin State Journal of Madison, on June 20th, 2000, a man dressed in a creepy clown costume was seen near the King James Court Apartments in Fitchburg at around 12.30 p.m., and he was trying to lure children into the woods with the use of three brightly colored helium balloons. What was unique about the situation is that this clown's makeup was black. It wasn't the legitimate style of clowning, which kind of led the police to believe that the person was using it as a costume only for the purpose of enticing the kids into the woods. Mm. In October of 2008, in the Wicker Park neighborhood, neighborhood of Chicago, the clown struck again. There was a clown in a bright colored uh, costume and a wig with a colorful teardrop painted on his face, and he was seen loiter, loitering around trying to lure young kids into a van with broken out windows. So, like in the Wisconsin case, the clown was using balloons to lure the kids in. Uh, and soon reports of the clown were pouring in from across the city of Chicago and a massive manhunt was launched to try and catch this person. And people in Chicago were going nuts at this time because um, during like, so I guess after yours started, yeah, yeah. but before mine started right. in Chicago, the famous serial killer, um, fuck, what was his name again? Oh, John Wayne Gacy. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. Operating. He did that. Yes, in his, and yeah. he was a clown. He was a professional yes, clown. Yes, and he actually dressed up as a. Uh, this isn't even on my paper, but he used to dress up as a clown when he would murder the young boys. Yeah, that's so. So people gross. were going nuts because of that. As of well, course, right? yeah, 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 yeah. He was often sighted on foot near Bielder Elementary School and in the vicinity of Gardner Park, but he was never captured, which is strange to me. No suspects were ever questioned, and his, his identity remains a mystery. Uh, the mysterious evil clowns were not isolated to the United States either. In 2013, a bunch of crimes were committed by what looked like a, a gang of people dressed as clowns in Manchester. And in total, there were 19 different reports of, of clown-related crime during the per this period. Several of the clowns were reported to go around using their bright get-ups to collect money for charity, but then they would run off with the money and keep it for themselves, uh, and the charity was like a non-existent scam. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, one of the most frightening crimes that was carried out during this, uh, this certain spree was an alleged full-on armed robbery committed by a posse of individuals decked out in full clown costumes, wigs, and face paint. 2014 was another year for numerous strange phantom clowns. 
In October of 2014, the city of Wasco, California was terrorized by a group of clowns that appeared at night on desolate streets and were reported to roam about wielding not only fun party props like balloons and horns, but also axes, knives, mallets, baseball bats, and machetes. Could you fucking imagine? Sounds like purge night. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine driving down your street. That would, honestly, I would shit my pants. I don't know what I would do. I think I would just, I would get onto the nearest highway and fucking book it. Book it, yeah. Get the fuck out. For as long as I could. Yeah. What would, I would have to get my dog though. Oh yeah. What would I do? Oh my God. I gotta think about this later. Yeah. So. (laughs) To. Seriously. Uh, In one case, there was an eyewitness that reported that they saw a clown slowly rocking back and forth on a a mechanical unicorn toy by the side of a bleak, deserted road. So I'm picturing, like, an old deserted road, like, out in the boonies, like, up in, like, Stony Creek, and a clown in the middle of these, like, old deserted roads on an old... Like, how creepy is that? It looks like, like, a bad music video, but, like... I'm actually so afraid. A scary right now. ass music video. Yeah. In total, around 20 reports per week of evil clowns flooded the police. Yeah. Uh, they were at a loss as to who could be behind all of them, and they weren't able to apprehend any of them. None of the clowns were concretely connected to any crimes. There was a deputy from the Kern County Sheriff's Department in Wasco, and he claimed that there had been eyewitness reports of the clowns engaging in a range of criminal behavior. And there was actually one young boy at the time, and he claimed that he had been chased down the street by one of them who was, like, wielding an axe. Jesus. Yeah. So what made the whole situation even more weird was that there was, eventually there was a social media account on Twitter uh, that somebody created, and they called themselves Wasco the Clown. Yeah. And they claimed responsibility for many of the sightings and routinely posted, like, really creepy messages punctuated in a sinister manner with gun and knife emojis. Wasco the Clown claimed at the time in one post, he said, I am the creepy, evil-looking clown that is roaming the streets of Wasco, California at night. Come find me. I'll give you a balloon. Mm. An actual picture of one of the Wasco Clowns, Bakersfield police, uh, were ultimately able to make an arrest of a 14-year-old dressed as a clown. Based on, based on one of these photos. Yeah. yeah. He was reportedly chasing people around at night, and then when the police questioned him, he claimed he was just copying the uh, the online clown. So he was, like, copying right. the ones that already existed. Right, right. They weren't able to make any connection between the Twitter account and the clown activity with, like, all of the other ones. Yeah. And pretty soon, like, it, they realized that the boy that had been arrested was not actually one of the culprits. Um, in the wake of the arrest, the social media activity just was more and more active and on- ominous. There were Instagram pictures of clowns posing in front of various uh, places in Wasco and in Delano and Bakersfield. And they were posted along with menacing captions saying things like, come out and play, and it's funny you guys think I got arrested. In many of the photos, there were more than one clown. They were often in threatening poses or they were holding weapons. And one picture came with the taunting caption, like I said, there's more than one of us. We're all over. Oh. Like, no. What? Yeah. Sergeant Joe Grubbs of, the Baker, Grubbs of the Bakersfield Police Department said of the situation in a statement to ABC News, There's a natural phobia of clowns, and clearly, if someone is dressed up as a clown and holding a weapon in a threatening manner, that is going to frighten people. Like, clearly. The clowns and their social media presence became notorious and well-known, and people started driving around at night looking for them, and they became kind of like celebrities. There was speculation uh, about who the clowns were, and there were theories ranging from some kind of cult to Halloween pranks to an elaborate marketing campaign for a horror movie, mm. but nobody really knew for sure. Mm-hmm. There was one man who claimed that the whole thing, and he was anonymous, so I don't have his name, mm-hmm. but he claimed that the whole thing started because him and his wife decided to dress like clowns for a photography project, 
but authorities were unable to determine whether the ongoing clown activity was a bunch of copycats of the social media postings, um, like if they were spurred by the couple or if it was all unrelated. Right. There was no guarantee the couple even existed because he was on anonymous, so nobody even really knows. Right. Um, there was little headway made into the investigation and no further arrests were made. Wasco continued to be inundated with mystery clown sightings and the phenomenon spread all over the San Joaquin Valley, with police estimating that there were around 20 clowns operating in the region at one point. Why? What do you do? Imagine driving down the road and all 20 of them are on your road. Oh my god. Holding machetes and baseball bats and knives. I'm The thing is, they never found... I I know. Uh, No arrests were made, no concrete leads or evidence were found, and uh, nobody was able to be detained for questioning, which is obviously, like, baffling and frustrating for everyone. Yeah. There were many reports that were followed up on, and they led police to scenes where the clowns had just disappeared. They left no clues as to where they had gone or if they ever really existed at all. And that's it. I just remember when this was going on, it was like people were... Yeah, it was all over, and then slowly people were like, are there actual sightings of these things, or are people just literally like making making them up, them taking up? the photos, and then being like, "I saw this fucking yeah. guy." So we're gonna kind of go over some of the because um, I think that like there's a lot of reasons why this could be happening from like a psychological standpoint, right. from like a cultural standpoint. So I'm just the, this is um, some of the stuff that was presented in the article um, and the reasons why and or the questions why these this could be happening. Right. Um, so the most pressing question we are faced with is where did all these phantom clowns come from and why do they seem to always appear in an intense rash of sightings? Right. Like, why is it like all of a sudden they're just like in this group? Yeah. Like, it's not like one. And then like a couple years later, yeah, it's one. like these, it's like, like a yeah. group of people. Like they're like, okay guys, it's been 10 years. Yeah. Let's all let's get fucking together. Get yeah. Yeah. Um, there have been a range of theories offered up on the possible basis of the phantom clown phenomenon. One is that what we see are, what we are seeing is simply a case of some kind of mass hysteria perpetuated by the scary image people have of clowns. In this version of events, a child sees a clown, it startles or frightens them, and in a panic, they think that it has threatened him or her in some way. This gets relayed to the parents. And with the natural fear of anything happening to their child already high, coupled with the abuse of trust and generally freaky vibe demonstrated incites a panic in impressionable parents who begin to suspect that someone is using their child's trust in clowns to take advantage of them. The media gets a hold of this whole clown angle and runs with it, and before you know it, other children, like like with the freaking what's it called, um, that online thing. Slenderman. Slenderman. Yes, yeah. So other children are coming forward with their very own stories of evil clowns threatening them in the dark of night, which further stokes the flames of media sensationalism and public panic. The problem with this particular theory is that the reports were not only given by children, but with adults themselves. That's what I was going to say. It wasn't always kids. Yeah. There are people driving at night seeing these clowns. Yeah. On deserted roads. So it can't be completely just like kids being crazy and just coming up with these like, oh, my friend saw it and I, so I saw it too. So I saw it. Yeah. I want the attention too. Um, Another idea is that the clowns are just pranksters carrying out a practical joke for a laugh or even actual dangerous criminals such as human traffickers, thieves, or child molesters using the clown disguises to cover their identities or so confusion. But it seems like the use of brightly colored conspicuous clown uh is apparel is not a wise choice for people who generally don't want to draw attention to themselves right um then there is the fact that that no actual crimes or violence has actually been linked to these clowns and no children can be proven other than the gacy yeah yeah which is the same thing which isn't the same thing can be proven to actually have like no one's been abducted by these clowns right so it's like Okay, so... Yeah, I don't think it would be human traffickers yeah. because those people dress like everyday people because they want to blend in. Right. Um, they want to look like anyone else on the street so that if there was ever a witness, it's like, 
a guy, he's fucking six foot two or six foot brown hair, brown eyes. Like, that's yeah. the best description I can give you. Like, I don't, you know. Yeah, they're not going to, yeah. They're, they're not, not going to dress always, up in a clown costume. No. Like, there um, was, um, there was, in this article, there was um, an incident where social workers during the same time were posing, people were posing as social workers and stealing babies. Like, in, yeah, set, like, like human best. trafficking rings, right. right? That makes more sense because yes. obviously it's more inconspicuous. Absolutely. And people would trust them. Right. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to just, like, let my kid go off with a clown. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> go into the woods with the clown, honey. Yeah, yeah. So, What's um, that, an axe? It's just for fun. Yeah. Go Another off. idea is that the appearance of these clowns is subconscious human fear no. somehow manifesting, congealing, and projecting onto our reality in this case, the pervasive terror that clowns invoke in so many actually creating visual constructs that others can see. I don't believe that. So this concept can be seen in both Tibetan and Indian Buddhism in the form of the tulpa, which roughly translates to magical emanation, conjured thing or phantom. Okay. In these Buddhist mystical traditions, the tulpas are illusionary, magical beings or objects that are created and take physical form in our world through sheer willpower, spiritual or mental discipline, or potentially powerful concentration alone. Simply put, they are being put into our imposed upon... They're simply are being put into or imposed upon this world solely through the power of the human mind. Could this be what the phantom clowns are? Is society's ever-growing creeping fear of clowns somehow making them real, at least in a sense? This is thought to explain why none of them except for copycats can ever be tracked down or caught because they literally vanish into thin air. It is certainly quite a far-out theory, and would be very difficult to prove in any scientifically meaningful sense. No, I don't believe that You don't either. believe that's helpful. I think it's pranksters. I think it's just people who think it's funny to dress up as killer clowns at night, walking around to scare people, like standing, even if they weren't holding a weapon and just standing outside on a street corner yeah. in the middle of the night, I would be fucking terrified. I don't know. I feel like, like if you've watched American Horror Story... There's like a lot of clown like imagery mm-hmm. and stuff, and like yeah. that's like up like in one of the seasons, and it's like the clowns aren't real. Like it is like a it's like the clowns are manifesting their like most negative thoughts, right? Like they are just seeing these illusions, and I'm not saying that it's po- yeah. I, I'm just saying it could it could be possible that in some instances people who Possibly. are in a very dark dark Possibly. place Possibly. might be. I think that they're. I think that they are people being pranksters, like thinking that it's funny, and then, like, by the time the person sees the clown, they're in such a panic to get away, they don't notice like a black Toyota Camry parked down the street that the clown owns, and he just fucking hops in and peels off too. Yeah, before the police get there. There is another more paranormal theory. Tell me. uh, Okay, so. Um, is aliens? The, the, Just kidding. The phantom clowns represent some sort of spirits or demons that rear their heads from time to time. This was mentioned by cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman, who I mentioned, mm-hmm. who has done a considerable amount of investigation into the phantom clown phenomenon. Coleman speculates that the clowns are perhaps demonic tricksters that can change mm-hmm. form and appear for the apparent purpose of intimidating or invoking fear in those who see them. In this scenario, the phantom clowns are, for whatever mysterious reasons known only to them, taunting or toying humanity. This theory was also widely proposed by the Mothman Prophecies author John mm. Keel as well. And this basic concept could extend out to the goblin universe inhabited by other enigmatic, bizarre figures such as the men in black, black-eyed kids, flying humanoids, Mothmen real world, world sightings of Slenderman and maybe even ghosts and aliens as well that seem to appear in our reality for the sole purpose of playing games with us, toying with our minds, making us uneasy, or flat out terrifying us. 
it is possible that at least some of these phantom clowns are such trickster spirits. I mean, it's possible. Anything's Playing possible. with our perceptions of reality and wearing whatever visage provokes the most fear or unease based on whatever the eyewitnesses is, mo- eyewitness is most of fear or disturbed or afraid of. Um, so is there perhaps some profound cosmic or universal meaning to all of this? And are all these mysterious beings related somehow in the grand scheme of things? The weird phenomenon of phantom clowns seems to be going nowhere anytime soon, and it seems reasonable to think that it is perhaps only a matter of time before they start to pop up again somewhere. What do you believe? I don't know. I I mean, I'm sure that, like, I want to say, like, the Gacy, like, mm-hmm. like, incident possibly, like, got so deeply embedded into cultural and social like like com like complex like has given people a complex mm-hmm. that like this fear of clowns like it could be just conjured mentally mm-hmm. and like I don't know if they're just like seeing a clown peel off in a car like that doesn't seem logical but to see them like we- like in the middle of a road dirt road yeah like that could be something that like they've maybe exaggerated to a certain degree oh my god. I just, I don't know, I don't know. Or, like, spirits. Like, I don't believe in spirits very much. Like, I don't believe in visual interpretations of spirits because I feel like most of the time they are invisible. Yes, I'm with you on that So I'm one. like, you're seeing a fully formed entity of a clown? Right, right, right. That's not, no. I still, I still think it's people playing yeah, pranks. Probably. They think it's so fucking funny. And it's so not. It's so not funny. <laughs> it's not it's not a prank though. It's like legitimately horrifying. Like this isn't too much tuna fish. No. This is terrifying. No. Terrifying. Um so yeah, I mean, guys. What do you what guys do you freaking think? think it is? Email us. Paranormalpod at gmail.com. Let us know. Have you also had any clown sightings? We don't have any clown stories, I don't think. No, nobody's ever given us a clown story. No. I'm fucking terrified. Speaking of hometown haunts. Okay. I have to tell you something. What? And I was saving it for the podcast. Oh my God. To make this announcement. Oh my God. It's It's not that exciting, guys. Fuck. She's just got me all riled up. (laughs) (laughs) We got an email. Yeah. Uh, you might remember this person. Okay. Because she wrote in. Yes. And then at the end of it, we were like, what, what the happened? fuck? Yes. Yes. She wrote back. Amazing. <laughs> and that makes me really it's happy. It's good and long. Okay. And I'm so excited. Woo! So, this is from our friend Miana. Nice. Hi, Maria and Nicolina. I just heard your cursed episode and heard my story on your podcast. <laughs> I was squealing at work as I heard the story. Get ready for another long email. <laughs> anyway, here is what happened next. When I was three or four, I was oddly sick. No doctor could diagnose what was going on with me. I was getting even sicker every week that went by. My parents were running out of options, and so they went to what you would call an... Oh, I don't know how to pronounce this, and I feel like really... um, Let me see. I went to a... Embat? Yes. Embolaro? Embolaro? Ambulario. I think it's a like an like uh, a Spanish version of an uh, emergency room. It's nope. Nope. It's, it's a person or a group who practice witchcraft. What to help people? <laughs> oh my god! And they specialize in medicine. So I would assume like a medicine man. Oh. Yeah. They put me in a sleep so they could focus on the sickness that I had. They started to light a candle and they waited until a spoonful of wax dropped on a bowl. As the wax hardened, it for hardened. It formed into the figure of a woman. According to uh, this ambulario, the woman was the person who put the curse on me. The curse she put on me was called Masamang Mata, which means evil eye in English. It's very funny because in the last few days, I felt like I need to buy... An evil eye thing? Not an evil eye thing. The Italian, like, uh, horn or the uh, hand or whatever. Yeah, yeah. In English, it was the woman that we bumped into at... Oh, sorry. In English, uh, it means evil eye. It was the woman that we bumped into at the market and the same woman who has a grudge on my mother. What? 
they had told my mother that a spirit helped him heal me and it was a, the spirit of my mom's grandfather her grandfather died in his sleep while experiencing a night terror slash astral projection sorry so i guess he passed away in his sleep while he was experiencing a night terror that's horrifying yeah ever since he has always been on the lookout for my mom Weeks after they brought me to uh, this medicine man, my sickness started to die down. The night terror that my great-grandfather died from is called a, a bangungot. This night terror is a mixture of astral projection, sleep paralysis, and every night terror you could think of. I'm just going to take a quick pause. I, if I, like, I know I'm pronouncing these wrong. Yeah. Feel free to write in and correct me. And I apologize that yeah. I'm pronouncing them correctly. Yeah. Um, I am doing my best. So, <laughs> when experiencing uh, one of these night terrors, people tend to be screaming in their nightmares when in reality they're just strongly mumbling to their themselves. Right. My mother that. goes through it. It's very critical that when someone is having one of these, you wake them up immediately. Oh. Yeah. If you don't, the chances are 30 to 70 that the person will remain alive. Nicolina! Sorry? What person will remain alive? The person that's having one of these night terrors. That they could die? Yeah. My mom has them all the time. No, I know. I just, I'm, I think this is like a cultural, like, this is what they believe. Like, right. This is, yeah. Um, with what happened with my great-grandfather, he never woke up again. That's fucked. And actually, just a quick aside again, when my grandmother passed away, my grandfather told us that she was screaming in the middle of the night. Yeah. And he, like, shushed her, <gasps> and she passed away in her sleep. Oh, my God. Like, she literally died in a dream, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Shit. And the night before she died, she called us all over. And said, I'm going to die tomorrow, so I want to say goodbye. The fuck? And I didn't fucking go. Yeah. All right, well, let's not get into that. Well, she that also... Is terrible. That also wasn't the first time she did it. So okay. I was like... <laughs> You're just exaggerating. Right? And then she really... She was like, call the priest. I need my last rites. And then, like, the priest came, and she died the next day. Fuck. Yeah. So... Either the priest murdered her. Or oh my not. god! <laughs> okay, my mother goes through this really, really badly too. There are times when I can't wake her up, and all of a sudden she'll sit up straight almost right away after my attempt. They say that if you cannot wake someone up when they're experiencing one of these, you have to pinch their right big toe. <laughs> the night terror has been passed down in my family. I'm not sure whether it's being passed down to me or to my brother. Since we both experience it, but him more. Mm -hmm. I always thought that it was being passed down uh, to the middle child, and I'm the middle child, and so is my mom. My brother is having far worse and far more experiences than, uh, than me, and it suggests that it could be passed down to the third child. My mom is the third of five, and my brother is the third of three. Okay. So that makes sense, because she's a middle child, her mom's a middle child, but her mom's the third... Okay. And her brother would also be the third. Okay. Because her mom would have only had three kids. Right, 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 right. Now, about my mom's twin ghost. Remember that? Yeah. Where she was just like, and it was my mom's twin ghost that saved me. Yes, and we were yeah. Like, we're what like, what? The what? Fuck? What do you mean? <laughs> now, about my mom's twin ghost. We found out about her through a medium who does feng, sh feng shui. The Philippines is highly superstitious, and every time someone is going into a new house, they would need a medium of feng shui and a Catholic priest to bless the place. The medium we had for feng shui, let's call him Vaughn. He came over one day and started to go around the house with incense. Right away, he noticed an energy. He looked toward my mother and he said, Your pinkies are not aligned, aren't they? My mother put her hands together and lined her hands using the crease marks on her palms. Her pinkies were not aligned. Left pinky is half an inch taller than her right pinky. Hmm. Vaughn said, you have a twin ghost. What? Yeah. My mom looked at him with disbelief. I was born with this. How will I have a twin ghost? Vaughn took my mom's hands and put them to a position as if she was about to pray. He said, watch closely. I'm going to roll your hands twice. And when you line them up again, your pinkies will be aligned. What the fuck? Yeah. Vaughn did exactly that. And when my mother lined her hands together, 
they were very much aligned. Vaughn told us that my mom's protector was her twin ghost, and she's been following us ever since. We moved to America in the year 2011, and her twin ghost is still among us. Up to this day, my mom's pinkies would sometimes be aligned, sometimes they would not. Usually on the days that they're aligned, that's when something paranormal happens, uh, the day or the night before. Oh. When the paranormal happens, only three of us experience something. My mom with her night terrors, my brother with a physical attack, and me with a visitation. Let me know what you think and if you want more stories. I hope this isn't too late to share on your podcast with the listeners, and I don't want them to be left hanging. Thank you so much for reading my story on your podcast. I love, 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 love you both and the podcast. Stay spooky, my friends, Miana. Fuck, man. I know. <laughs> we need to, like, find this girl because she's... Miana coming out with us. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of someone that, like, having that, that yeah. wild of, like... I feel like her whole life is just a paranormal event. I know. I st- Oh, my God, I know. We should have just, like, a big event. We'll have Jules. Yep. Miana. Mary, I don't know. Yeah, that's <laughs> like all of my, all the people who've like been following us for forever. Um, I still have to mail Mary. Mary, I still have to marry your cross stitch. I'm sorry. You have to marry her cross stitch. Mail you mail your cross stitch. <laughs> I still have to do it. I got to the post office today and I was like, God damn it! I oh, forgot no. the cross stitch. <laughs> I know. Anyway, so there's that. Um. Very excited that we got that email. Yeah, I was amazing. so excited. Um, okay, so do you want to do our, do fuck, our Mary fuck Mary Kill? I do. Okay, and guys, guess what we're doing? <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> fuck Mary Kill clown, famous clown edition. Okay, <laughs> it's a famous clown edition. <laughs> Which one did you want? Do you okay. want to go first? Yeah, I'm gonna go first. Okay, okay, I've got. Krusty the the Clown. Good one. Yep. Ronald McDonald. Okay. Yep. And Lunette. I am marrying Lunette. Mm Mm-hmm. I am having sex with Ronald McDonald because he is a tall glass of water. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 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 And I will murder Krusty. Yeah. And that's all. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I choose Bozo the Clown. Okay. I choose... Shoot, I just lost the ones that I was looking at. Uh, we'll do Pennywise, because, like, yep. obviously. Yep, yep. And I choose Grok, Fucking... who's known as the King of Clowns. Yeah, I'll probably marry Grok. He looks like a little cutie. Yeah. A little ange. Um, I'll probably... Bang Bozo. Okay. And then kill Pennywise. Yeah, for sure. There's no way you could have anything. I was going to say insane clown posse for you. I would have actually died laughing at that because, sorry if I offend anybody with this, but I find juggalos (laughs) fucking hilarious. Oh my God. I'll just never I wish I had said it. My friend Marissa, not Mar- not the one that we went to high school with, a yeah. different one. Yeah. Um, she had a crush on this guy, and then one day she was like, "I have to tell you something," and I was like, "Okay, what?" And she goes, "He's a juggalo." Oh my and god! I nearly fell over dying. There's a bar in our city that has like a juggalo night, and he used to go to this. No. And when I worked at at the bank, I worked as a teller at the bank. And some guy came in, and on his forearm, he had, it looked like, you know, like, block letters, um, like, like, um, wooden blocks that you had when you were a kid. Yes, yes, It yes. was, like, those little wooden blocks, yes. a tattoo of them, that spelled out Juggalo on his forearm. <laughs> so, like, cool, bro. I legit, whenever people bring up Juggalos, I'm like, this is this the is funniest, funniest subject to me. Yeah, truly. <laughs> So, um, oh can I do God. another, can I do another one for you then? Yeah, go. Okay, so when saying, saying clown posse, <laughs> the Joker. Okay. And that's it. Just, just, <laughs> just those two. Because the other one's kind of stupid. I don't know. Like, I'm going to kill the Joker and I'll okay. marry and have sex with insane clown with posse, even though posse. I'll just fucking laugh, laugh at them the whole time. Okay. 
I was watching an episode of Dr. Phil and uh, there was a husband and wife and their problem was that the husband <gasps> wanted to, yep, to be a juggalo. He was he wanted to be um, a killer rapper clown cool. like Insane Clown Posse mm-hmm. and his his stuff was not great yeah. and then insane clown posse came on the episode and dr phil tried to tried to say that he was a fan of their music and i died laughing i was oh, like there's no fucking way God. phil mcgraw is a fan of insane clown could you ICP. imagine him just driving down also, the street, street listening to insane clown posse. also there's a girl i went to elementary school with who some guy added her on msn and told her he was a member of Insane Cloud Bossy. And I was like, we're in the seventh grade. Yeah, what? Is what? <laughs> I told you I love Chuckalops. That's <laughs> so fucking funny. I totally forgot about that till right now. I cannot believe it. Oh, uh, guys. So what, you <laughs> trying to map on her in seventh grade? I don't know who it was. It was some person... I, I don't know, maybe it was And like, thought that she would want to meet yeah. someone from Insane Clown Posse. Yeah. Yeah. Be right over. I feel over. like maybe they met on like a chat room and then Holy they added fuck. each other on MSN and he tried to say that he was one of the guys from Insane Clown he Posse. was a pedophile. And I just remember that he had orange hair. Like the photos of the guy from Insane Clown Posse that he sent yeah. had orange hair and it just makes me laugh because I, now I watch Catfish and right. I'm like... Yeah, like we were like, oh wow, look at this picture of him, and it was like clearly like from like a poster, like, sure. <laughs> like or photo shoot, sure. whatever. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I would use, I used to send like porn star photo shoot people to <laughs> to people in Napster chat rooms. I, I didn't even know Napster chat. Man, I used to go into the alternative fucking chat room no. all the time. Oh yeah, my God. there was there was like rap, alternative, pop. But you always got the hot guys in alternative, so that's where I went. Well, I don't know if they were hot, but I assume they 100% were. 100% they were. Skater boys, you know? And she I would literally send them, them, like, porn star, like, like poster, like, shoots. And be like, yep, that's me. That's me. me. Oh. That's me. <laughs> so, to that guy, if you're listening, sorry. You, you should message me and don't, please. <laughs> you guys, Thanks. You guys have a lot in common, clearly. Holy shit. All right, guys. All right, guys. That was our episode. That's showbiz, baby. <laughs> Please follow us on, on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram's at ParanormalPod. Twitter's at ParanormalPod underscore. Mine is at Splendora underscore. Mine is at Nicolina Savelli. Um, and email us your hometown haunts. It's ParanormalPod at gmail.com. And, and send me all your catfish Send us your catfish stories, the photos you use when you catfish people, your clown stories, (laughs) even if clowns just sliding into the DMs and clowning around. I'm dead, Katie. Just message me saying she used to go in the rap room.